And then people are like, oh, it's just the game. Okay, it's just a game. But the point of playing a game is you want to win, right? So, like, you're not going to play a game to lose. I want to win. Facts. Big facts. I don't know, man. People are weird. I just can't play Uno after, just especially after seeing, like, when people have to make announcements before you start playing a oh, game, yeah. when they have to say, all right, y'all, <laughs> we're about to play Uno, and if y'all motherfuckers <laughs> don't know how to play Uno, get the fuck up. Yeah. Do not sit down in this circle right now. That shit happened last weekend. Yeah. That yeah, shit yeah. happened. Or like when I used to play with one of my friends and anyone who would play with us, we would be like, all right, so listen, these are the rules. We'd have to lay down all the rules and like we'd explain it thoroughly. Like this was like our our job kind of like just <laughs> explaining these Uno rules. And then like we'd be mid playing and they're like, you didn't explain that. We're like, um, actually, that was number four on the. <laughs> OK, <laughs> we didn't uh, do that. Excuse me. I already checked that one off the list. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it's like man i just i retired from uno i got enough wins under my sleeve oh, oh, oh that's what it is okay i'm just kidding we're so happy that you downloaded Yo, 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 what's going on out there, world? How we doing and shit? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is your boy, Steezy. It is show motherfucking number 247. You already know, we doing a damn thing. I am hungover as shit right now, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. Your boy is feeling it from the three-year party last night, which we will talk about in a little bit. Not yet, though. This is your boy, Steezy. It is show number 247. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon on a Super Bowl Sunday, if you care about that type of thing. I I don't really care, honestly. It's Dude, it, in hindsight, it's like we had booked this podcast a few months ago, and to see to see now we're at Super Bowl Sunday, it's like it was a 1 in 365 chance that we could have had our podcast on Super Bowl Sunday and it yep. just it just so happened. How that's I love how so that works though. Tune into us and not the football. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That voice that you hear first time in the trap house with an amazing sweater on, I have to say. Oh, big blessing to be here. I appreciate you so much. Sweater is so, so much. fire. Sweater is so fire. We've got the man Rob from Humble Roots Clothing in this bitch. Hello everybody. How are you doing, my friend? We're doing well today. It's a good Sunday. We're both enjoying our peppermint tea. Very well for the stomach. Yes, yes, it's very good. Very a drop good. of honey. Please uh, shoot, uh, shoot. My God, that's the that's the hangover speaking. Please <laughs> shout out your social medias, where people can find the content and anything about Humble Roots. Um, you can go into the web store. It's going to be humblerootsclothing.bigcartel.com. There's a few good items on here. Uh, one of them being the sweater that Steezy's talking about. It's a Quentin Tarantino hoodie. Um, Instagram very fire at Humble Roots Clothing. I don't tweet much, so pretty much just active on Instagram. Uh, follow me, Humble Roots Clothing. Yes, indeed. You can subscribe to the show podcast for free, as always. Google Podcast, Google Play, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Those are lovely services. You can also listen through the website, download there for free as well. It's always free. Doesn't matter where you find it. Our social medias, Twitter at Steezy Trap House, Instagram at STH Show. Like our Facebook page, join the Facebook group, all that shit. You can support the show with our Amazon link, which you can find on our website. And anytime you click on that Amazon link, whenever you go to buy shit from Amazon, they kick us some money back from your purchase, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. I like that. That's pretty nice, right? Plugged in. It's a win-win. That's what I'm saying, yo. So let me get your money. Buy a bit. You're not even. You're not even actually giving me your money. You are giving me your money, but you're not giving me your money. You're giving Amazon your money, and they're giving me your money. I like that incentive program. That is cool. Right. That's what I'm saying. That is nice. So yeah, you know, use a use our link. Bookmark that shit in your browser. It only makes sense. Uh, find a t-shirt of ours on a represent site. I haven't checked in literally over a year. I don't even know what's going on with that. It's, I, I just don't care. That's, I just don't care. You have a t-shirt? Kind of. I mean, it's just like a third party website that you just, you know, they take like a large percentage of the, of the money and then you get a little bit of profit ish. We should talk about that. We can talk about that for sure. We should change that. And Most it, definitely. Make it hands on for you and Most definitely. something tangible now oh i'm definitely a, i'm definitely about that that this is the year for that it's just like agree i haven't even cared for like the past two three years honestly i literally didn't care at all i just yeah. didn't care just because the way i feel in my weird fucked up sense of mind i feel like if i focused for the past three years i was like if i focus too much on like putting merch out and like not necessarily focusing on the actual product like right I've seen a lot of other a lot of other things that kind of do the same thing what I do, and then they come out and immediately like right off the bat like one month in two months in they're like oh buy our shit buy our t-shirts and buy this and this and I'm like you guys don't like have like I don't know I feel like you need to have a backing and really have like an actual absolutely support (coughs) you notice you see like um I wouldn't say like not necessarily like YouTubers or those people that have such a big platform. When they do get their merch, it's often through like FanJoy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's always like these, I just don't feel like the merch that FanJoy whips up for the YouTubers fits their aesthetic always. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's always just like, we can take their name and then whatever we feel is going to encompass them is what we'll push out to them. And like, I, th- I like this working like with you, if you had a design, we do the embroidery and screen printing, everything's in house. So it's like. You know, we kind of bounce off each other. Most definitely. That whole third-party thing, you get lost is in terms of the quality of the clothing. Hell your, yes. Your design and stuff like that. Honestly, that was the main reason why I didn't care about it in the first place. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of the other podcasts around, they were telling me when I had first started using it, they're like, oh, yeah, fuck with this shit. You know, like, it, it's easy. It's right. easy money, whatever. And then immediately, I already, as soon as I started using it, I saw problems immediately, like with quality of shirts coming in, like just fuck ups, complete fuck ups with the screen printing and everything that they were doing. And I got one, somebody sent me one shirt that the logo was like all the way down at the bottom of the shirt or some shit. Yeah, it was like fucked up. And you being in quality control, you're like. Really? Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you should go about four fingers down <laughs> and it's like at the top of your belly button. Yep. <laughs> so I was just bummed on that in the first place. That's honestly oh, why I've I've let it continue, but I just don't care about it. Like I don't yeah. check it because I'm just like, this is already bullshit. It's already yeah. bullshit. So. Oh man. That's unfortunate. But 
everything happens for a reason. I agree. I agree. We'll turn that around. Yes, yes. And steezystraphouse at gmail.com if you'd like any questions to be answered on the show. If you want to send us a voice memo from your phone, record that shit, email it over. I can play it on the show, and then I can make fun of whatever you said after mm-hmm. that. It's always always good to do that. And if you'd like any free stickers, please email me, DM me, whatever. Send me your address, and I will mail you one, I repeat, one free sticker. And that is that. What's the shipping on one free sticker? The shipping on, how much does one stamp cost? What is, it, what is a book of stamps? Like 10 bucks? I want to say. I think it's 10 bucks. And I have, let's see, let's count it out right here. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So, what is that, 50 cents a stamp? So 50 cents to send each sticker. Damn, that's rape. <laughs> Come on, man. What the fuck, U.S. postal system? Oh, man. And I've asked them so many times, like, how you guys have, like, a business set up to where, you know, I come in, and if I want to send something to Oviedo, it's not going to be, like, $13, $14 for, like, a five-ounce sweater. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I just, that, that whole shipping thing sucks, dude. I wish I could just drive and give everybody their stuff. Right. One thing I'm trying to get better at this year is shipping, for sure. I feel that. My try and get that uh drop shipping supposed to be huge but then again it's like i feel that's another thing where i'm out of the process you know what i'm saying i i gotcha. like to get the order grab the garment print it myself go to the shipping you know let the people give them their tracking being having your hands on the whole process is what makes it worth it to me as to where i very well could sub everything out to everybody else and i just get the money at the end of the day but you know, having your hands on everything truly feels the best. Exactly. It's much more personal. It's you actually taking your own real vested interest in what you, know? you are doing. Like, that's that's just all passion right there. Absolutely. C- complete creative control. Absolutely. Yes. So where are you from originally? I, I was born in West Jordan, Utah. And then I spent an enduring time in L.A. Okay. Well, how, how long were you in Utah? I was born in Utah in 91. Shout out to all the other 91ers. Yeah, I'm 90. Um, I'm, I'm right there before you. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> close. We're um, close. So we started out in Utah. Uh, you know, things happened with my mom and pop. We ended up going to California. It was kind of like a, a, a bouncing back from California to Utah my whole life. You gotcha. Know, um, once it was like I've had enough going back from California to Utah with the circumstances that were um, – I had moved back out to California the last time with my mother, mother, and I was kind of like, you know, this is my last time, you know, we kind of, we need to be, you know, secure in a sense. So we kind of just came to Florida on a whim, you know, back in like 2006 and since being here, she's moved back to California since then. So kind of being here, I've, I've had a son and, you know, building the brand, like pretty much having the idea out of high school. Then having the son, you know, him kind of stifling me into the direction of pursuing really where I want to go. I feel that. You know, his mom stayed in school and stuff like that. But, you know, having to take care of responsibilities is like I got to work, but I also need a side hustle because you're not always going to be compensated for what you're worth at these. Yeah, most know, definitely. These spots. So just most like you, you've got your little hustle on the side and the podcast three years. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's fucking crazy to think, think about. I think about it now. Like, the three-year T would have been cool. So, it's like, you, you've been in the game a little longer to where if you were to drop merch, it's like, you've got a foundation established. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You've got listeners. And that's, that's where I'm coming at with that now. Now, I feel like is the time where I feel like I can actually 
I can actually have some type of supporting supporting base of listeners that are like, all right, no, I, I fuck with this vision and mm-hmm. I I fuck with this. Like, I feel like that that time is nigh for sure. Even the setup here, walking through the door, I got good vibes immediately. You hey. know, very open and embracing. Everybody here was just kind of cool, and um, this is a good spot. Much appreciated, man. But, Every uh, everybody here is definitely cooling right now because everybody's hungover. <laughs> you know, energy's low. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but good energy at the same time. Yeah, man, most definitely. the uh, The trap house three year party was something. Boy, howdy! I gotta say, it was an interesting time. Shouts to everybody that came out. Shouts to Nook on Robinson. Shouts to SR50 Magazine for helping put it on. And shouts to all the performers, the DJs, everybody. Everybody fucking smashed it. It looked beautiful from what I had seen. It was a grand, grand time, I must say. I was uh, very humbled by the turnout and everybody that came through and showed love. And that cake, that cake, though. The cake looked great. Whoo, buddy, son. The details of the... The little trap house. And Yo, it was beautiful. They did their thing. It was all beautiful. They did their thing. So, going back in between Cali and Utah growing up, we were talking, you know, before the podcast. I'm assuming you started skateboarding in Cali and I not did. Utah. I did. Um, my brother, well, my brother was a, a huge influence on me, more so than my pops, to be honest. Um, my big brother, shout out to you, Johnny. I love you so much. Um he was kind of into it and of course being like five or six you know i got like my little world industries board and he would take me to this little bank out in like san bernardino county and he would get his thing and you know i would do what i do but it was mostly through him and you know and then growing up and being from the, the utah to california even kids my age like third fourth grade a lot of them were smoking weed and stuff dude so it was like we needed to find it an, an outlet and granted everything I had already been through, I could have slipped into that easily too, you know? So skateboarding was a good outlet and I sucked ass for like the first two years. And <laughs> once I started to like really get the grasp of it, I moved to Utah where it's snowing six months out of the year, sometimes eight. So God, skating <laughs> from all year to like, damn, I just got kickflips and now it's like, I can't kickflip for, you know, there's six to eight months. There are no indoor parks at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, skateboarding is still looked at uh as a as a nuisance back then oh yeah now you can roll up to a spot with permits and if a cop rolls up you're like i'm sorry we got the paperwork you know this is our job technically now exactly and um it's both good and bad i feel but um it definitely yeah it definitely is the skateboarding definitely originated in california we had once the utah came and there were some uh indoor parks started to get into that heavy but um you know, it was just a good outlet from everything that was going on at home or anything that the homie might have been going on. You know, your only problem when you step on a skateboard is your foot positioning. Yeah. How you can how you can adjust this and that. You're not too really worried about what's in the background. And exactly. I've always um yearned for that. And I got that through skateboarding. And, you know, with everything else that has gone through Humble Roots has kind of allowed me to project what has happened through clothing. You know, a lot of it is. um you know how I felt and that's I really can't put it into words other than I that it's that, just man. the experiences make you who you are and sometimes you got to project that and I could have projected there's some people that do it through music and stuff like that I yep. just wanted to go through clothes it's definitely I think the the whole aspect of being a skateboarder because as people who listen to this podcast know I skate myself as well you know we've put so much time and practice and consideration into just perfecting one thing at a time 
and to do that, you have to fuck yourself up so many times to get that down. This is true. And but it just requires a certain type of determination yes. and a certain type of resilience that I feel like builds skateboarders up to be stronger and even more it's the word I'm looking for. It's it's very self motivating, right? Because yes. you don't have a coach out there that's like you need to go and kick, flip, back lip the ten stair rail. Yep. You know, you get up and you roll your ankle and you decide whether or not right then and there you're done. Exactly. Or you get up and you just keep going, dude. Like it Exactly. It's truly gonna build your character and it's gonna establish that resilience and just you know, that's self motivating. I remember the first real battle I ever had. I was trying to learn just uh, as a when I first started skating, I was trying to learn front board shoves and that shit took me like <laughs> four or five hours to do. Like it it was just repeated, just nonstop, over and over again, just for five hours. You more of a front board guy? Uh, backboards to me? I don't know. I, feel I like so backboards too. I feel so uncomfortable with backboards. Frontboard li- going this way? I mean, I like frontboards. Frontboards look way better to me, honestly. I, I like how they look more than, than a backboard. And just the, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, I'm more comfortable going backside anyways. So okay. like with, with the frontboard, it, it, I'm already doing kind of like, like a backside 180 motion. So right. It's, right. It, it feels better to me that way. Same. I'm definitely more of a frontboard person. Like, you notice if you get into backboard, and those who don't understand that, that's, I don't even know how to explain that over the Back, air to yeah, be Yeah, exactly, yeah. Back- if you know what a backboard is, you know what a backboard is. But right. You know, you stick and you can jump forward. That's always sketched me out as to where if, like, you fall back, I feel like I can adjust in the time better than I could falling back than I could forward. I feel that. You know what's weird for me is back 50s. I, for some reason, I don't know why, but back 50s, like... I, they 12 are years either. in the game, I still can't. I won't do it. <laughs> yeah. But I'll go kickflip back tail. But I, I won't get into like I. There's something about getting on that way, dude. It's, it's so weird. It's it's so fucking weird. But but yeah. Sketchy. So so what I was saying about the the four hour battle though, that was like the first time where I really had to sit down and look at myself and just be like, yo, am I about to continue doing this? Like, <laughs> is this worth my fucking time right now? As a skateboarder, you will have that mental battle Absolutely. battling these tricks so many times. You're like, Absolutely. why am I doing this? Why am I sitting here for three fucking hours killing myself, eating shit just to do this one thing? And then five hours later, you, I landed that fucking trick. And I was like, that that's exactly why I did this. It's exactly why I did this. How cathartic that could be. Yo, real shit, man. Real shit. I love that. So I feel like that that whole process just builds us up to understand that life is hard as fuck. And you just have to keep going at it like Absolutely. nonstop. You know, that, that whole cliche, fall seven times, stand up eight. You know, that's skateboarding in a nutshell. You know, it's establishing that resilience. You're going to get up and slam, but it's like... You learned from that slam, didn't you? You know, you got to <laughs> oh, center yeah. your foot a little more, maybe cock yep. your shoulders just a little bit more when you pop. Like, yep. There's always variables that you can change, and I admire that with skateboarding because, you know, it gets you away from all the other shit. Do you remember the first video you ever watched? First video was probably, you remember the old 411 videos? Yes. Oh, yes. So my brother, you know, put me onto the 411s. I think it was Sight Unseen. <laughs> fire sight unseen and then um i think dying to live mm-hmm. had come out classic and um after that once i had moved to florida i had start to get more into the the skateboarding videos um you know the nike sb on tap video came out and mm. 
so much the expedition one video the the dgk video there was and of course our hometown evan smith man shouts out man evan smith um good god we all knew just back at the skate park his aura i think his aura and his vibe took him far in skateboarding too not only is is his trick selection unseen and untouched crazy the connections he has with people just meeting him you know what i'm saying that vibe that he gives off is he was a good person to chill and look up to coming in definitely you know you needed shoes he would throw you a a a sample pair that hadn't even come out yet uh back in the day had they had like a dc striker and he had hooked it up with like these like it was like teal blue and green or orange gator color and i was just like i don't know but it was a sample pair from evan and had I known he was going to be pro a few few years later, like I would have thrown those in a curio cabinet. Yeah, you know I but feel that. Shout out to the homie Evan, man. He's doing so well. Yeah, everybody man. here. So ill, and those so cool. those last parts he put out, Jesus, <laughs> man. You know what I've been getting into <laughs> lately is um, you know they'll edit the the parts with music and the editing's on point, mm-hmm. but I've been going into like a lot of the raw cuts, to where it's like all ten of their tries trying to get this flip yep. in, flip out grind or you know they'll explain the process the silence is golden sometimes in skateboarding and when you can actually see you know that they're human too not everything is first try to exactly stuff. honestly i enjoy watching the raw cuts more nowadays i feel like than i do actual parts mm-hmm. just because it's i don't know I don't know. We're going to get into old man hour now i suppose but you know we did grow up in the era of having to wait for shit and now absolutely and now everything is you know, nonstop, nonstop content. Absolutely. There's Instagram, especially there used to be a time when I would watch every part that would come out on Thrasher, you know, because there wasn't that many. Right. I would watch all of that shit. Right. Now I skip a lot of that shit, man. I I don't watch everything that comes out because it's just, you just can't. Yeah. There's too much. There's, there's something cool about being hungry for stuff like that to me, to where, it's like you could have one of your favorite artists drop 10 projects per year, but it's like I'd rather you just hold on and really build one solid body piece and drop that at the end of the year. You know, don't oversaturate whether you have a buzz or not. Don't oversaturate it and keep giving us your music with the same jingles and stuff like that. You yep. know, like I, there's a cool thing with waiting, being patient and l- allowing somebody to go through their process. Exactly. That's like James Blake just did that. Well, you know, whenever he puts out a new album, it's the same thing. Or like Frank Ocean, same shit with him. He doesn't say anything. You don't hear anything from him. Right. Three or four years later, boom, new album out and, of nowhere. And it's timeless. Exactly. Each time. And it's it's not always the same like aesthetic on the album, but it's you could tell that they took their time. Most the definitely. Engineering the music, the I love that, man. So There's yeah, something cool about waiting. So in this time period now of just like constant content like that, I I find, like you were saying, you know, you get the story, you get the process with the raw cuts. I find that more appealing to me than, I don't know, just watching a bunch of a bunch of parts that are just coming out like crazy. I'd much rather see the story behind the scenes for I, sure. For sure. And it's cool because a lot of the, a lot of the skateboarders are doing it now too. I don't know if you've been watching like the street leagues, but you got the yeah, I watch them. Euro, I don't know. He's a I don't want to don't kill me, guys. I don't know if he's Japanese or Chinese, but oh, Yuto, Yuto, Horagome, man, Whew, buddy, that dude, 
that it, dude it's crazy because you know nigel is very consistent and stuff like that um but his technique and his style and his execution i feel like those people in general are so fucking disciplined in their in whatever it is dude that it's just second nature to him Utah's got the crazy trick selection too man he does he does and i don't i don't see how he didn't grab this last one or even the one before that there's there's so much bangers that he's i don't know are they biased on the panel or what uh, I mean, I watched that last one. He did fuck up on a lot of. Did he? Yeah, he fucked up on a lot of shit. He he just didn't land like a bunch of stuff. Honestly, he killed it out in Brazil. Oh yeah, he killed it out in Brazil. Jesus, shits. Those shits are crazy, man. Watching those street league contests now are just absolutely insane. How do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about like the like the corporatization of? I mean, it's always been around. It's always been a thing, and. I feel like people like ourselves who have been skating from a young age and, you know, we like to consider ourselves core. I feel like if I want to watch some good skateboarding, I can separate the corporation shit and just, I, I automatically like blank all that shit out. Anytime, right. anytime I see a monster logo, my mind immediately just white noises it. Or how, like even now I've I collected Nike SBs for some time. Um, a ah, good, a good, good buddy combo. of my, a good buddy of mine, um, Jerome, shout out to J Rock. He's huge on the shoes, and um, he he got into him not as a as a skateboarder, but then me as a skateboarder draw me to his kicks, and I'm like, dude, you know how rare these are, and mm-hmm. you know like people at the skate park waiting in line, stuff like that. But um, the whole Nike SB thing, I feel like back in the day, the skateboarders were labeled as such outcast, much like hip hop was, and you know to mesh those cultures, I feel like skateboarding and hip hop kind of they feed each other in terms of inspiration. Most definitely. Um, obviously, that that ODB and yep. that diamond board that you have is <laughs> these supreme boards I'm looking at. Fire. I wish you guys could see. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's some heat in here for sure. But it, it's stuff like that to where it it was cool to kind of be like they. Uh, it's it's like it's against the grain skateboarding. Hip hop is against the grain, and now you have you know, companies like Nike SB and you have people like that backing it. It's like, it's good for skateboarding, but I also feel like Supreme's like doing collaborations with Louis Vuitton now. Like yeah. this used to be like the, the crew that was like us versus them, you know what I'm saying? And now it's like, it's become so much that I don't know. I, I, maybe, I don't know. The, uh, the fuck you mentality of skateboarding has definitely been washed a little bit exactly it's been watered down it has and now you know you have these like even palace and polo like it's so crazy how it was so outcasted and now it's so receptive yep oh yeah man i mean we definitely grew up in in the age where it was not cool to fucking skateboard i mean at all i and especially myself like you were you were kind of a little more in like skate culture because you were in cali I was. I'm from North Florida originally. I'm from Pensacola, mm. and it's like a ten minute drive away from Alabama state lines. So I'm in the boonies, you know. Right. I'm in the boonies. Right. And this, I'm a black Hispanic kid, skating like the already. So I had you know, all the fucking rednecks hating on me because they were like, oh, this nerdy ass skateboarder or whatever. Really. I had all the black people hating on me because they're like, oh, why aren't you fucking playing basketball with us? You're doing that white boy shit. And I was like. <sighs> So I got it from everybody, man. Like it was I was not fucking cool in high school. Not fucking cool. 
man, you were cool to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. You, and and even like when you tell me that, it it like hits me with cognitive dissonance. You know, it's like it goes against a belief system of, like I feel like skateboarding is one of the most diverse sports now. Agreed. Um, you know, you got a lot of the OGs like Kareem Campbell and Keenan mm-hmm. Williams. All those people that really showed you that there's versatility in this. And when you see like the blacks, the whites, the the Hispanics, the 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 Asians, everybody skating together, dude, like there's never any problem. You know, everybody's again, it, there is no problem other than the variability of where you need to put your foot for this trick. And exactly. Boosting the homies up. Like, exactly. I love that about skateboarding. It's never been a. Never you know. been a color thing. Whenever. Exactly. Like because any we've we've had enough of that, and this is kind of like the the melting pot of exactly reaching that threshold. Any time that those dudes back in the day, they, I mean, they don't feel that same way now. You know, now that they've known me forever. But anytime they would say that shit to me, I'm like, dude, it's it's not a white boy thing. It's a human being thing. It's Anybody human being can do thing. this. You it's know? a human being thing. Anyone um, can. You know, I've I've been this stature since I was like, freaking sixteen, seventeen. So I'm like five eight, but I had gone to Milwee in. I want to say Longwood is where that is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, being here from California to where California, like the kind of hesh and, you know, like tight pants, that that was already thing over there. So when I had moved to Florida, it was like 4X band the snowman tees. Yeah. And they'd be like, <laughs> oh, you wearing them white boy pants. And I'm like, I mean, to be honest, dude, this is what's always fit me. You know? yeah. like, but fast forward a couple of years later, you got Lil Wayne into skateboarding. And he's wearing these yellow pants. And exactly. then you go to school the next day. And those same people a few years ago are now doing that same exactly. thing. Exactly. So like, hopefully then they they could validate for themselves that skateboarding, fashion, and hip-hop, that's, you know, they're fusing together exactly. like, seamlessly. That's, you, you put it perfectly. So many of those people that used to talk shit on me in my hometown back in the day are wearing tight pants, SBs, maybe some of the new Adidas skate shit. Right. They're probably rocking some diamond mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. definitely DGK because Absolutely. DGK blew the fuck up. Yes, they did. With the hip hop community, they did. And that was, I mean, that was just. I was like looking at all these dudes. I was like, man, but you can't even like, you no, can't even front no, on it. No, and at the end of the day, like you can't even get mad because it it just you'll come to around to that when when you do and when you do, hopefully you'll look back and understand. And if not, then there's still no bad blood, dude. Like, exactly. You know, I I can't wear a, a forty two Jinko jean. It, I'm gonna drag. <laughs> I'm gonna drag everywhere. I, this is just what's fit. You know, for it, my whole life. It is just crazy to think about. You know, in the space of you know, you said you're born in ninety one, so mm-hmm. you're what twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, I'm just tw- hit the twenty seven. Yeah, I'm twenty eight. So, you know, only in the space of what fifteen, ten years, it went from being pretty uncool to now being so accepted. Absolutely. All types of culture. There is there is a skateboard emoji now. Skateboard emoji. <laughs> We've made it, y'all. I love that. I used to have to put the fucking snowboard emoji guy anytime. <sighs> I yeah, anytime I was putting some clip up, I was just like, all right, I guess I have to do this fucking guy because he's the only Thank guy. Thank you, Apple, for you know tossing that <laughs> yeah, skateboard emoji assist. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that bone. We appreciate that, y'all. Yeah, that is cool. But yeah, so just with with the whole vibe of skating, then like. It's it's just such a beautiful thing, and like we were saying about the melting pot and everything, that's it's one of the only things I hear about that people go overseas regularly, go to a skate park, 
you know, or some random skate pot, skate spot somewhere, meet some locals, and then these locals are just like, oh, you skate? You're from this different country? Right. Oh, we'll take you around. Right we'll show you, like, the spots. Right under their wing. Exactly. They'll let you crash. Like, yes, sir. That yes, shit sir. is vibe. It's like a fraternity. It truly is. It It is a, a tight niche brotherhood. And, I like, I feel like if you go into that knowing that this is a, a culture that's been growing for a long time and it's been diversifying for a long time, you know, you'll diverse with them and you'll you'll adapt with that. You Most know, definitely. So I know you mentioned that you had a, uh, a little SB collection. I did. I, I've seen some of the I've seen some of the heat on your Insta. And oh, there's, man. If, there if is some heaters. You, <laughs> if you scroll down. I mean, it, it was I was moving out of my first apartment and this is when I really wanted to like take humble roots to where, you know, if I need to be self-sufficient and I'm doing cut and sew, I need my own machine. If I'm going to be doing printing, I need a press. You know, if I'm going to be doing this, I need that. Um, selling those shoes allowed me to get that. So, you know, 10, 15 pairs gave me the capital to, you know, get my first few collections out and, you know, get the website started and what little bit of marketing knowledge that I don't have, try and exert, you know. Yeah. And I've learned a lot in the four to five years that I've been, you know, practicing with the with the manufacturing and the clothing. And I feel like right now where I am is it's going to be a good year. There's been a lot of like bad doors that have closed, but simultaneously the best ones have opened up, you know, no Most longer definitely. harboring what could be over here, but accepting what's in front of you. And, um, you know, really fucking pushing your foot down on the throttle when you see those opportunities such as this It's like, I, I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but you can't read my mind that I want to do this. It's yeah, like that's, I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So trying to grab a lot of closure this year and then just network and build with everybody I see doing the same thing. You know, we got a network of people. You got a, a clothing guy. You got the podcast guy. We got, I'm sure you have folks who do music and I, I do yep. as well. So, you know, plugging yourself into all your homies to where everybody eats. I think that's, what's important. And we don't really get a lot of, you know, um, helping hands in Orlando. I don't feel like a lot of people really reach out here. They're kind of here just for their own like peculiar benefit and they want to boost themselves. But I, I truly feel like if you have a network as far as the media and you got somebody handling merch, you got somebody whipping music and somebody doing shoots. I always say it. I tweet it out every day from the trap house account. I say creative support creatives always, man, you have to, like we have to support our own people in this community. Absolutely. Because nobody else is really going to touch down until they like that perception of having all these numbers behind you. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's the stigma that I'm over. Like you don't have a lot of like a huge following, but it's like if even if I'm getting like 10 to 20 orders per month with the 750 people I have following, dude, that's fucking tremendous to me because yep. and it, it's funny because a lot of it's all out of town. So it's like, oh, that's ill. So but I'm trying to get. It's my ill, city. but it's like, yeah, it's ill, but it's like, fuck, why are you guys here you know doing what I'm this? Saying? Yeah. So being here and again, a networking speaking, of, with, by, speaking of, by the way, I'm going to need one of those hoodies, too. Just tell me your size yeah. and um, we'll get that shipped immediately. Oh, yeah. We'll get oh, that yeah. Shipped immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you know who uh, Ray Jackson is. Shout out to Storyteller. Uh, he's does a beautiful visuals, dude. Um, he did a shoot for the Ego Death sweater and collection. Which is a hard. I was going to bring that up, too, man. That let's shit talk is about it. hard. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get into the brand a little bit, my man. You tell Fair. me what you want to know. Yeah, so, okay, so <coughs> what, because, I mean, obviously, you know, you're talking about how you had the SB collection and whatnot, right. so you had some 
some type of idea of, you know, a little foray into the, the streetwear fashion kind of right, world. Right. And especially with Nike SB and the collabs they have, it's not like a, a colorway. It's like this is like the Nike SB Huxtable. And it had like this Kuji material type on it. One of my favorite pairs. And I let it go. Um, I was about to ask you that question too. What, I, I let any, it go. Any things that you regret? Any pairs? All of them. Oh. I regret letting. Uh, <laughs> we had the the Gucci Dunk High, and uh, it had like the black denim with the paprika leather and the the crimson tumbled leather, and we had the Krampus Dunk. Um, you know who Krampus is? Oh, I know Krampus Dunk. So that was like a a pony fur with a cracked leather, and it was like the demon, like him as a demon on the tongue tag. Mm-hmm. Um, send helps. Um, I got the second scent helps now. They dropped a second pair. Uh, the De La Souls, you know, for the 90s babies. Mm-hmm. Um, the lows and the highs. Damn, son. Um, Damn, son. There was a lot of heaters I regret letting go, but had I not let them go, would I be here today? Exactly. So, That's what it comes and down I to. Knew, and I knew that all that shit would come, that could, it would come back. Blah, I'm sorry. That's how I look at it, too. Absolutely. All that shit can come back, dude. Um, right now, the, the SB market's actually pretty low. Until you you see people like Travis Scott, you know he had wore the the De La Soul Dunk High, which is uh kind of looks like this yellow. It's got like mm-hmm. the I can't remember which album it is off the top because we're it's, live and I'm not trying to think for it's too long. Uh, damn, it's not me myself and I. Is it me? No, that's a single. I? It but the the album is um the, uh, ah shit, I can't think of the album. Three feet it's, high and rising. Three feet high and rising. Yes, because it's with the flowers and everything. Absolutely. All over it. Um. But it was definitely worth getting rid of them. And with the SB market being low, I had picked up the second Scent Helps. Uh, the Takati Beer had released a collab through SB. Mm. So it was like a, a patent leather. And if it's cold outside, like the patent leather condensates as a beer would. So you got to wipe it down and all that shit. That's and, um, but copying all these for like 20 or $40 a pair brand new. And then after that, Travis Scott like posted a picture in the De La Soul High, and like those skyrocketed back up to like two forty per pair. And I'm like, I just copped these for forty locally. Damn, son. So now I now that I know, you know, I'm a little established with the brand. It, it's time to start slowly collecting again. But I feel that. What is given is what is taken. I took a serious L on the uh, last two dunk drops, actually. Which La- ones? The last two SBs, uh, the pigeons and the Ooh. lobsters. I can't believe they dropped purple and green. Yeah, man. I know. It, what size are you? 13. There is a homie on Instagram, if you follow him, Red Star Cobbler. He's selling a pair. I'm, I want to say it's a 12, 12 and a half. Ooh, that for could like fit. For like 240. That could fit perfect. You know, you just take out the footbed and yeah, cause do and what you got to do. Honestly, the uh, I have the uh, Ashad Dunk Lows, the Decons. How you like that? Um, They're not bad. How's the fit with them being a little more deconstructed and obviously the tongue thinner it's definitely thin like you you feel it immediately as soon as you put it on yeah I'm just like hey this isn't gonna be a shoe that i want to skate honestly right and you've been skateboarding and your your boards whacked right here yep the sb tongue was notorious for ricocheting that off you yep. know what i'm saying exactly. like no once no you, hitting there once you take that out like come on man yeah, <laughs> like, no. it's a, you want it to be minimalist to have board feel but you also need the padding for where it counts. Exactly. You know, in the heels and definitely in the ankle. Yeah, man. It, you know one something that I thought about the other day that I I hadn't thought about because I, I like tattoos. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any like on my uh, – I have one on my calf, but I don't have any like around the bone there. 
one of my friends, he put the thought into my mind as a fellow skateboarder. He's like, yeah, man, I was getting a tattoo done, you know, on the front of my leg. And I totally didn't think about it. All of these years of getting shinners from skating and all of the dents (laughs) in my bones. Yeah. He said that shit hurts so much more as the the machine was going over every little divot and everything in his bone. I could imagine. I was like, I never thought about that before. I was like, holy shit, dude, you're so right. Like my buddy, Mike, he, he will do nothing but skate in shorts. And every time I'm like, I do too, dude, you know, the inevitable, like, <laughs> I do too. I'm you go home lie. cursing everything like, oh, my shins. I'm like, mm-hmm. even that two millimeters of denim is immense to that impact from your board. Dude. It really is. But yeah. then again, like if you don't really necessarily skate in like tighter jeans and you have like a like just a relaxed fit as like that's what he wears. That kind of messes with your board, like and how you see your board from above, you know. So with shorts, it's like full view, and I get that. But I'm a chicken shit if I skate in shorts. <laughs> like I, I'll draw back as much as like I won't go full hand because I know like the shinner's gonna be dead. Dude, I'm gonna I throw don't, some pants on. I don't know why. I think just myself growing up and idolizing people like TX seeing him skating in shorts all the time absolutely and like stevie williams i was yep. i would just be like oh my god yo i just i, I don't know that it, it got instilled in me from a young age that cargo camo pants cargo camo, cargo pants. camo shorts are, uh, are the way to go <laughs> it's a lot that's a lot i right wish there. and dude he, <laughs> di- he didn't wear a slim cargo camo pant no you know they they he still rocks them bulky i Bunchy. like I don't, I don't know dude yeah I don't know how you can see it's very bunchy that is for sure <sighs> I tell you what, man, you with long hair right now, I do not miss my long hair, man, from I for skating that. purposes. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, <laughs> I, I'm ready to shave, to be honest. I'm, I'm at the point to where I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to fucking cut it off. How long have you been growing your hair for? I cut it last, I cut it for a wedding, like, last year for my uh, ex-girlfriend's sister's wedding. Damn, your shit grows fast. And, yeah, but there was times where I'm like, yo, why is this flipping right here? And I'd, like, cut it manually. So right now it's just doing its thing. And I'm over it looking the way it is or having to put it up. I'm just, I don't know. I get into a funk when my hair gets to a certain level. I feel that, man. Those dreadlocks I had were huge. And they just got all in the way while skating. And it's funny. Like, right before I cut them off, I had finally actually kind of got to a point where I could skate comfortably with them. With them, like whipping around yeah and as soon as that happened i cut them off <laughs> did you ever did you ever like put them up because I yeah know that I, the weight dude yeah i put them up all the time honestly because that that was really the only way i could skate with them right like, there was no way i could really skate with them like just swinging around hitting me in the face yeah the, the weight of them i could assume you know sometimes the headache like watching oh hell yeah man i i had a, that was one of the main reasons i cut it off there's like a lot of shoulder neck pain that mm-hmm. i was getting mm-hmm. um watching those clips like from Adelmo Jr. back in the day. That and song that he had on that video was on the LRG perfect. video? Or uh, the the DGK the it's it's official. It's official. It's official, yes. Yeah, that song was so ill. That part was so ill, man. It was. Very underrated is Aldemo. Hell yes. Some of the <laughs> best Nolly heels and Nolly inward heels in the game, man. I love it. He, he used to kill ledges, too. Mm-hmm. Damn. I know. The I love feels. I, I know, right? I know. The feels. God, It's Official is one of those, like, one of those ill videos, too. Just Did you watch Chris Jocelyn's Rock Cut for Etnies? I don't know if I did. I think I did, actually. So, I can't remember the skater off the top, but in the It's Official... He craps, he cracks his board and he's like, yo, holla at your boy with a broken board. 
<laughs> so Chris Jocelyn, you know, 10 years later, he's like trying this gnarly uh, big heel down like this triple set. And I think it's in like Spain or something like that. And he breaks his board and in the raw, the raw files, he mentions that. So it's cool to see, you know, if you don't understand like older skateboarding, you wouldn't have understood that reference. You know, yeah. a lot of people coming in. Like, oh, holler at your boy with a broken board. Yep. But that's like a fucking 10-year-old reference now. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't watched that whole new Transworld video, the duets one. Mm, I can't say I have either. But I heard it was really fucking good. And I heard that the dude who did that one, he made like these, uh, I don't know if they were skits or something, but they basically did like these little throwbacks to all these like classic moments from the classic Transworld videos. Mm. Like the reason and all that shit, you know, like that would. Oh, yeah, I it's, like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I definitely want to watch the whole video because I think I only saw one part, and it was the shared part of uh, Carlos Ibero and Tiago. That shit was stupid, man. Tiago, Tiago Lemos, the Brazilian, oh the Brazilian powerhouse. <laughs> Yo. The one who can just sleep on back tails. Yes, on back tails or switch back, switch tails. back tails. Yeah, switch heel back tail. I can ollie over your house probably. Honestly, it's crazy when you see like his discipline in back tails. You see how it's literally just like all in your back foot and where you need to lean because there's times where like his front foot just comes off and he's gliding one foot. It's mm-hmm. like, what you got? Yes, I know. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, man. Th- that dude's pop is just it is. insane. Um, Brazil, like even, uh, you know, Luan most notably, but Brazil, their team is insane. Just anybody who comes out of Brazil, they've all got the, like the half cab flip in uh, switch nose or and then, like, the 270 out, they've all got mm-hmm. the flip-in, flip-out rotations fucking down. Like, such a technical country. Have you seen that uh, that thing that they do? It's called, like, Slides and Grinds. It's, I have not. It's out of Brazil, and it's basically a game of skate, but it's with uh, Slides and Grinds. <sighs> and it's on a ledge. And it's just Brazilians, basically. Oh, man. So they're fucking going in. Like, going in on this shit. And, and again, that's that's one of those countries that I would love to see because there's so much community and there really isn't much. And they take something so small or even like soccer and they're out in the streets every day, like whether they have shoes on or not, they're pushing their skateboard. Most like definitely that. I love that so much, dude. Most definitely. We, we need that here in America. I you agree. Know? I agree. So I will get back, get us back on top a little bit. We rant all the time on this show, so it's not. I pay. It's organic conversation. That's exactly. how it's got to be. I'd rather have that than it's structured and we're kind of like, well, what know? do we talk about next? Right, right. You've <laughs> yeah. got good direction, so we're just flowing. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So we were, yeah, so we were talking about, you know, the, uh, the fits and everything uh, of the crossing of the SB world into mm-hmm. the fashion world mm-hmm. and whatnot. So what pushed you an- initially, kind of gave you the idea of like, I want to potentially do my own clothing in the future? Um, I would go to the store. Um, yeah, I had my son, so I would take him with me. Like if I were to go cop a pair of shoes, I'd take him too. And I had got him a, a pair of the fire red fives Oof. and I couldn't find anything to go with him for him. I had like, uh, my sister had sent him a shirt at the time. He was like two, he's about to be nine. So this is some time ago. She had sent him a shirt that said, I enjoy boobies. And you know, we, we let him rock that with the, with the fire red fives, but I couldn't find any individuality for kids. 
And so it kind of started as an idea of pushing an individual like kids clothing line. Interesting. But then it got to where like I would I started off with pocket shirts to kind of get my sewing skills in line and learn seams and this and that. And then that turned to like designs I wanted to get printing and then finding out the printing. So it was more so like just being over what was in the market and not being able to find anything cool for my son. Or even now he's like, Dad, can can you whip me up a Fortnite sweater? I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. What you want on it? He's like, where are we dropping, boys? I'm like, all right, cool. Ew. You know, so we'll we'll set that up for him. And it's kind of like, you know, transcending that down into him, too. Like, you can go to the store and see that, but you know that you and Pops can go home and we can whip that up in five with a cap if you want. That's you know? very so, ill. And you get to be cool, Dad, too. You know, and um, that's, that's, that's a big thing with me is keeping his individuality and, you know, stepping away from what not everybody else has you know i was gonna say that's that's really good for him that you have kind of that open creative atmosphere for him absolutely it kind of pushes him to be more creative also he's realizing like oh shit my dad does this like i literally just throw him an idea and he does it we can get i can do the same thing too it's funny because he'll you know he'll come down to the embroidery shop with me and um you know a lot of it's like monday through friday's business and then you know on the weekends i like to push my stuff out and yeah you know get everything shipped once a week Again, I am going to improve on that, I promise. <laughs> um, but it's like, as soon as I ship, another order will come in. So it's like, you know what? Get all the orders in throughout the week, and we'll get them shipped. You know, sometimes it takes two, but if the production calls for that, you know, it's going to be worth the wait always. Most definitely. Um, and especially being hands-on with the embroidery and being able to add stitches where you need to and, you know, really ensuring that the quality is there rather than I've got this design, this shop's doing it, they'll mail it to you, you know, like you you hit it i'm doing it and if it fucks up i'm gonna you know replace it and make sure it looks better you know um but he'll come up there with me and you know he tells his mom all the time he's like oh yeah i go with dad and he puts his thing into the computer and then he loads it into the machine and then you know i gotta tear off the backing for the embroidery so like he's kind of already like my operations manager you know at nine so that's what's up man he's he's very smart and in tune um a lot of the hardships i had gone through young i try and instill into him just to give him an idea that you know not everything's perfect out here dude but and as a good father should it, too. if you and and especially if you haven't had that time with your own so obviously i am vicariously living the experiences i wanted with my pops through him and with me you know so just being there and uh you know showing him there's always another there's always another way you can call on me. You can you can talk to me about anything. I'm never going to be mad, dude. I, I come from where I couldn't really approach my parents about how I'm feeling sometimes. So I want you to know, you know, this person kept it 100 with me. It's made me who I am today. I want that same for you. You know, a lot Most of kids definitely. grow up naive and just kind of cool it in front of the TV. And there's times where I just walk up and fucking shut Fortnite off. And, yo, we're going outside to work on your grounders because hey. baseball season's coming up like. And he's about that, too. He doesn't freak out. You know what I'm saying? So he, he rolls with the punches, and he adapts, and he's hungry. And That's um, good, though, because I appreciate so- that, dude. It sounds, a, like you, kid. sounds like you're raising a level-headed kid, He's man. a real good kid, and his mom does a tremendous job, too. So um, I appreciate what you said, too, about not mincing words, about just coming in and shutting the TV off, because that does not happen as enough as it should nowadays, man. Right, right. And, and that's the thing is, like, I, I'd be like, Dad, this was probably back in uh 2003 or 4 and silkum navy seals had come out fire right 
And that game was very hard to play. The controls were not like Call of Duty at all. Nope. And and, and it's focused on stealth the entire time, right. too. So I'd be like, yo, Dad, just pick up the controller and play with me a moment. And um, he would get so frustrated, dude. Like, there's too many fucking buttons. <laughs> and so it's like, with Levi, my son, it's like, we'll play. And then I'm like, dude, I need a break. Let's go outside and stretch. You know, go push your skateboard for a minute. Let's get out there and, you know, enjoy what's out there, too, because this is going to be here. It ain't going nowhere. But, exactly. You know. Um, oh, so he skates also, too, though? He does. Um, he, he can roll in and he's got his kick turns down and stuff like that. So I don't. he ain't got no tricks yet, but um, his hand-eye coordination is very well from playing baseball. Uh, we got him in real young, like two and a half. He started T-ball. That's what's up. And now he's playing with, like, the 11- and 12-year-olds, you know, because he's just progressed. And he got so bored with playing with the kids his age, not being able to, like, trust them at first, second, and third base. My mans would grab the ball, and he's, like, fucking tagging everybody. Damn. And still trying to get home, you know, to tag the, the lead runner. So it got to the point to where the league was like, you understand the risk, right? And it's like, but he's got to learn inevitably. And right now it's like he can't throw the ball to the person, and that person's not going to catch it. So it's like. You know, we kind of need him here as as more difficult as it's going to be for him and intimidating. What better way to break him in? Exactly. You know? That's only so. going to push him to be hungrier and want more. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. The competition is, just, I mean, if you're around the people who are better, like it's like the same thing with skating. Like they always say, like when you're out skating with the dudes who are fucking killing it and you're skating with them every day, you're mm -hmm. going to feed off of them and Absolutely. you're, you're going to take little bits of what they do. Same thing with sports. Yeah. He's, he's in for it double time now because um <laughs> i just moved out to oviedo and i'm like a block up from riverside park ah so gotcha. there, there's gonna be a lot of days where like he gets home from school and i'm just like dude you know what let's let's go have an outlet for a minute you know what i'm saying and get him back in that tune too so i miss that i haven't been to riverside in a minute you should man go. you should go i'm yeah, down i think it's like three to five bucks a sesh i mean you gotta have a helmet and stuff like that yeah. but we got the long hair. We've already felt that weight. <laughs> Yo, real shit, man. We're good. That is for sure. So so you had the original idea of, you know, the kids' clothing line. But then what made you kind of pivot from there? Um, seeing the receptiveness from the people that did fuck with me at the time. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, can I get this in my size? So now I'm like, I think... In the future, I definitely want to have a line for kids when the brand's like, it's got a stronger following. Because I know if, if people like it for themselves and they like the design, they may like it in particular for their child as well. Definitely. But right now, I just want to ensure that I've got them first. You know what I'm saying? And in time, when I know that I have the, the extra flow to create a line for kids, I most definitely will. For sure. The Little Roots. So what prompted the, the name? Where does Humble Roots come from? Uh, I want to say just a collection of everything that, I've endured or just even even the homies in my circle that endured um when I had first started with the name I had a homie he's like it's real LRG ish mm -hmm. and I'm like okay well it very well could be but you know I haven't heard much from LRG and it's not like they're going to be looking at me like that you know what I'm saying it's just like this is this is what I feel fits the aesthetic of some of the things that I want to push and since 2013, like, that's the name I've, like, stood by, you know. Just still, humble roots. Still mad at them for canning the skate team, too. What's that? LRG. Did they really? Oh, yeah. They, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, a few years back. A couple, two or three years back. Yeah, the skate team is done. 
Wow, I did not know. I know. That, They're but using a lot of um, like hip-hop influencers now mm-hmm. because just now are they like, I see them on my feet almost every time, whether it's on my personal or through Humble Roots. Um, I was going to say, they're making a little comeback They've now. got these quill uh, or cool quilted joints that just came out. And um, yeah, man, they're definitely making a cool little comeback. But like you were saying, there was definitely a period there where I wasn't hearing anything from LRG right. for a while. And growing I, up, I grew like up LRG, wearing that shit. Exactly, dude. They used to, they used to drop these um, like track jackets with the embroidery on the back. So flame. I loved that aesthetic so, so much. Flame, yo. So much. And um, the whole team was so ill. Like, the whole team. Like Carl, Adelmo, Jack Curtin. Jack Curtin. That was the one I was thinking. I'm like, Jack Oof, Curtin. He was, man, them yeah, boys man. were a fitted up. LRG it up. and and hip hop helped LRG so much, but once the original owner had passed, you know the, exactly. the company switched hands and they probably stifled it into the direction that they felt was best fitting. Exactly, and skateboarding probably wasn't doing it for them. Yep, they got to pay these people to wear the clothes. I'm sure to go out on tour and dude. Back in the day, I used to be able to get LRG through the Navy base in Pensacola. They would. They'd get like surplus wow. somehow, yeah. And some of this LRG shit would make it up at the Navy, make it into the Navy Exchange. And because it's at the Navy Exchange on base, that shit was tax free, buddy. I was racking it up there at tax the Navy free Exchange. LRG. Yeah, man. Uh, and my mom was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Don't worry about it, mommy. Just, just buy it for me, anyways." Yes, understand. <laughs> but isn't yo? Isn't it crazy? Like, um. My mom had sent me a pair of crew pants from California like last month. And, yo, oh, I haven't shit. seen crew pants in so long. And I'm like, Ma, where'd you get these? She's like, went thrifting. And I'm like, what? What? They had the, they had the 28 tag down the side still. Like, no one had ripped it off. They were wow. gray. And um, I looked at the pants and I kind of thought back for a moment to where, you know, I was skateboarding heavy as a, as a little one. And I just said sorry. I was like, I'm sorry for ever having you... Because being in the clothes, you see what the cost is and where the markup is. Oh, so yeah. I can get a, a sweater for, you know, a, f- a fourth of what they're they're charging for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all those times, you know, like you would bless me with those pants for $70. And just because they had a little spandex in them to for skateboarding. Like, I appreciate that so much now. And whether I told you that being young or not like i i do now because this is some bullshit yo real <laughs> shit real 80 dollars for pants with a k on the back but back in the day dude it was like it was everything andrew reynolds burgundy cord cruise like, <sighs> we had them we had to you know what I'm you saying? already know we had to i tell you right now i am at the forefront of this bringing cords back cords are coming back people let's do it let's do it saying especially the sean watherspoon air max that kind of set off I'm, that corduroy vibe. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm about that, dude. I used to rock nothing but cords back in the day, man. Those, <sighs> oh my god, oh my god. I Just thinking the about that, they had the navy blue crew cords, and oh, I still have a pair of crew chino pants, actually. That uh, so comfortable. <laughs> Yo, they're so comfy, man. All that so spandex, comfy. man, is like, wow. love that shit. Love that shit. But yeah, so shout out to LRG though. Shout out to LRG. Anyway, so, so that's that's how we got over into the branding, and you know, like a, a lot of the people, like I, there was a "Don't Pray for Me" design, and you know, I kind of got like backlash to the DM about it. You know, they're like, you know, how is that humble and stuff like that, and you kind of, for the people who know me and who have have seen where I've come from and the experiences, like 
and even you could probably relate to that you know like you could be at the darkest time ever and one of your closest homies is just like they give you that 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 fake keep your chin up you know like i'm sending the vibes it's Mm. just like don't you know what i'm saying just i don't need that i don't need the you know keep your head up bro everything like just the cliche is shit because sometimes bro like that's not what i'm looking for I'm, i'm literally just like looking for an ear or stuff like that so the don't pray for me like i got a lot of backlash about that but at the end of the day like anybody who whether you you consider yourself humble or not like you don't just wake up every day and everything's fucking perfect you know what i'm saying exactly there there are dark energies and dark experiences that bring that out in you and through that time so there there is times where i'm pushing edgier stuff but these are experiences that i'm going through right now and these are you know this is just roots expand and interlock and grow and change so the brand will forever be doing that most definitely you know so it's because if you're not, it's not about just trees. I can't just put a fucking tree on each on each shirt, and that's humble roots. You know, I I want to dive deeper into that and get get out of what that person thought was too LRG ish, because there's there's more to it than you know. I feel that a tree and a, a picture of some roots, and you screen print it on a tee, and that's it. You I know? feel that there's man. more that makes you humble than, um, you know. And see, that's a good thing to understand as a human being too. Like you have to always be ever evolving and always self checking yourself. Like absolutely, always doing self realization and mm-hmm. looking at yourself and trying to find. I mean, if you want to be successful with anything you're doing, you have to evaluate yourself constantly. Absolutely, and you have to look at the shit that you're doing that's whack and get rid of that and move on with something that will help you in the future. Right. And 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 that's the thing is like you know people will whip up a brand and maybe that collection doesn't sell and then they just stop like i've i had collections like the mason wind windbreaker and you know i had the mason compass on the back and rather than giving it that illuminati feel i kind of gave the brand's core values with the mason jacket the unity the consciousness the wealth Mm -hmm. and I didn't sell as many as I anticip- like anticipated on, but I got hit up the most for that one. But at the same time, like you can't let that hinder you. You know what I'm saying? Like there's gonna be shit that goes, and there's gonna be shit that that, that doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But that doesn't mean that should stop you from putting it out. That's what I think. That takes it back to what I was talking about earlier with that skateboard mentality mm-hmm. of battling a trick for right. hours or right. days potentially. Right. You know? And, and through that, it's the mental resilience. You know? Like if I were to stop now, then I. We wouldn't have had the, the 12 Don't Pray For Me sweaters that needed to go out. Yeah. We wouldn't have, you forever got to keep going. And if you do, you're selling yourself short if you if you quit, you know? Most definitely. <coughs> I mean, and it that shit comes with this shit, man. I've, I've had multiple times over the three-year span of this that is just like, you know, you have, because I'm sure you understand, you know, you have your highs and lows with mm-hmm. anything when it comes Absolutely. to this shit. And there's definitely a point where I was like, man, why am I doing this? Like, it's. When I first started doing this, it seemed like it started out the gate hot and then it just hit this plateau and then the plateau just went down and it was just like the listenership was really fucking down. And I was just like getting down on myself all the time, like looking at these statistics every day, looking at the numbers, getting in my own head and shit. And Mm -hmm. I was like, man, why am I fucking doing this? Like no one's fucking with this. Why am I doing it? Right. And then I had to realize, you know, you like you have to check yourself. You'd be like, no, I know why I'm doing this. I'm right. doing this for myself. Like, right. And it, you know why you got into it, too. Exactly. You know. So, like, with all that being said, you know, like, it, you have to be able 
to realize those moments of weakness, understand it for mm-hmm. what it is, take what you can from it, and then move on. Absolutely, continue. absolutely, dude. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any brand or company out there that 100% sells 100% of everything they have, no. unless it is supreme. Yeah, and even then, they really don't sell 100% of everything. You know, like there's car companies that have gone under. You know, there's brands that go under every day. But again, I, I feel that that's the test. Like, why did you stop? What because you weren't you didn't get what you expected, you know, the expectations don't, don't have any, dude. Like, again, you know, having 10 to 15 orders a month with a 700 and however many people are following now, that's, that's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to keep going, dude, as those numbers grow and, and you start connecting and resonating with people and those messages do, those certain messages do, like, I think that's what's going to do. It's just got to be organic, man. I agree. Um, you know, just I think that was a, the part of this too was kind of to give it a little identity, you know, and kind of clarify some of these things that get put out and, and way why it may seem that way. But through a collection of our experiences, man, like go ahead and pray for me. But at the end of the day, it's my resilience that needs to get me through. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you being there, but don't, you know, I feel that um, the ego death. That's, that's one of my favorites ever. That um, shit is hard, bro. That was an acid trip. Um, inspiration um, i was gonna say yeah as a as a fellow person who has taken lsd before i uh, immediately vibed with that shit um so that was that was something i had wanted to get done for a long time but it was like how am i gonna encompass that design and first thing i could do was go to hangman you know and um even then the people were like yo the skeleton's so realistic it, like it's gonna scare people away and i'm like okay but ego death is it's either very scary or it's either very good. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like I'm willing to risk that, and the sweaters have done great in doing so. But the the ego death was a an LSD inspiration, and truly, I think my son he was he was young at that point. Um, obviously, he wasn't there. Um, but that next day, like while I was enduring everything that night, and we were smiling and we were laughing. There was also a very introspective three hours where I was looking at people and you could see how this might have like what this person said rubbed this person the wrong way. And you could see those egos Mm -hmm. and then you see the the sarcastic defense mechanism and you see like it's almost live action. Like you see the fucking bad energy and it's just like seeing there being hurt for that person for what that person said. It really allowed me to happen more empathetically and even now you know some of the i don't know it at least once a year if you're into those types of things or at least twice a year it's really good to keep your fucking soul in check like that dude and really understand that you know it's other people out here hurting and um that whole ego death is kind of the you know, resonate with that. I agree, man. And I am, I've made no bones about it on the podcast. I'm very open about my psychedelic usage on the podcast. And I say all the time as well, you know, I don't push it on anybody whatsoever, but if you are advocating it, exactly. But But if you are, are, yeah, if you are interested and you have done your own research into these things, because you need to do research on all of these things before you put any chemical in your body. Yes, whatsoever. absolutely. And especially now you have to be a little more careful just with the things that are coming over the borders. Exactly. Um, you need to make sure that even then, if you're getting it from somebody like there's an ayahuasca ceremony church here in Orlando. 
I don't know and about this. It's yes. like a it's like a buck seventy five for a three day retreat, and I want to so bad because I that's like the next step, you know. And it it's under the guise of a religion, so you know you don't have the the worry of mind of this is bad. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go into it knowing that you have somebody to guide you. You know it's about to rock your foundation. Yep. And <laughs> what there's nothing there to just the ego's gone. There's nothing there to justify what you might have done right or wrong, but how you can deal with it right there. You know what I'm saying? And you I ever think, ta- think that's important. You ever taken DMT before? I've taken DMT once, um, and I didn't break through at all. It fucking tasted like grandpa fart sounds like we have the same experience the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. so Any, we had like a anytime a i go foil. to a music festival that smell is just the the old people smell and i'm just like <sighs> god damn it man that that taste was in my mouth like three days after and so bad I, I had looked at the homie who we had done it with and i'm like dude i shouldn't taste this still <laughs> but um you're you're real familiar with Terrence McKenna. Yes. Oh yes. Um, so I was watching one of his lectures the other night, and he's absolutely right. Like it's you got to have leather lungs, dude. It is so. The moment you pull, you're coughing. Like you really mm-hmm. have to fight yourself. Um, but yeah, I, I took the one toke, leaned back as much as I could, held it in for as long as I could, and I just kind of stared at my ceiling and didn't even get to like the waiting room, as they call it. You know, where you're trying to let everything go. And yep. Um, just never did. And after that, I really, it wasn't accessible like that anymore. You know? I feel that. Tell I me think about yours. I had kind of the same experience. Um, at the time I hadn't, even though I just gave out the advice of doing research and whatnot and everything at the time, I hadn't done my research to the full degree on DMT. <laughs> and as uh, a nineties baby, you know about Arrowhead. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Arrowhead is my shit. Before YouTube, baby. You already know. I still tell people, especially on the podcast, like every time I mention like doing research on drugs, I will always say go to Arrowhead first before anything else. Arrowhead. Always Arrowhead, man. It's like the with the with everything they've done on that site is just fucking amazing because So tell me about it. So my friends came back from a music festival, they brought DMT with them and they're just out on the back porch smoking DMT. I didn't even know at the time that they were doing that. I just thought they were out smoking weed. So I go to the back porch, go join the the session, whatnot. And they're like, oh, no, we're like smoking Deemsters right now. And they're like, would you like some? And I was like, "Eh, sure, why not? (laughs) I'm just thinking, you know, "Eh, yeah, okay. This is going to be a normal, you know, Saturday afternoon. (laughs) And uh, so I didn't know about the concept of letting go completely any of that right like, i didn't know about closing my eyes and like relaxing into it right. i didn't know about any of that so i had my eyes open the whole time i definitely was holding on to this world that's for sure um but i mean that was still the craziest shit did the you start to get anything shit. like falling away did you you know I, I i feel like i had just hit like a real heavy indica you know i was a little like euphoric but again, there was nothing that separated me from this. You know what I'm saying? I was still here in this plane. I yes, wasn't I was definitely here on this plane. I might have been looking at this plane in some type of different dimension, though, mm-hmm. because I was still here and I could I know that I was still here on Earth, but everything was not what it was. Right. In any way, shape or form. Right. Like all like the ground below me had transformed into <sighs> like. Like it was just like some regular concrete shit that was underneath me, and then when I looked down, it was like these 
crazy jewel encrusted ornate road shit dude you were on the way though yeah i was i was definitely going oh yeah you were on the way probably one more tote the crazy yeah see i didn't know about that either because i know like most people usually take what two or three like in a row two or three i think three to ensure yeah three to three to (laughs) to be for sure there yeah um yeah and i mean the uh the crazy crazy geometric patterns that i saw were just fucking insane see uh, that's cool that you you were just about there then you you were pretty much waiting outside the waiting room. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um I, I remember one of the main things that like still trips me out to this day i saw a plane flying in the sky and i wanted to see the plane closer and there was a cloud in the way so i reached up and i moved the cloud out of the way with my hand I just like kind of like whoop, like Jedi Force <laughs> like move the Bruce cl- Almighty style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that is cool. And as I'm looking at the plane, uh, I only can describe it by saying I could see every tiny finite detail of the plane, but it wasn't as if I had binoculars looking at it. It was as if you and I right now were looking at a plane in the sky, right? Like regular, right? But I could see every tiny detail of the plane it was insane so how do you explain that That, exactly (laughs) like how do you explain to somebody like i watched the grass grow and die like five times in a row like right you know and and you hear about that too like you know like you could look at the tree and see each cell like each individual leave it contrasting and um tell me a little bit about your lsd trip i mean which one (laughs) there is a there is what what was the first time like you would actually let go and you would experience the the ego death and the dissolution and honestly i don't think i had my first ego death with lsd i had it with mushrooms mushrooms will if i'm talking about like honestly at this point like i lsd is usually more i wouldn't say necessary like my party thing my party psychedelic but it's definitely more my psychedelic that i use when i'm having a good time or going out to do something it's definitely not as debilitating no mushrooms i am ego death hands down every time it's never failing never failing and and i remember that first time man that first time like the real first ego death when you you come out of it and you just have like this blank look on your face and you're just like dude what the fuck right it's the whole 24 hour period after that of weighing everything i've ever done in my life and every comment i've ever made to somebody else and how they would have taken it and right literally weighing every decision that i've ever made almost did it hit you emotionally the next day oh hell yeah yeah dude um after, like my first lsd trip and even though the night was beautiful dude that there was nothing that had went wrong and that next day um i want to say like i i cried for like two or three hours dude just to it was like a closure in a sense. It was, okay, you, you got exposed to yourself a little bit. It hurt you a little bit, but that's like, that's the ego, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it rubbed against you, but it's like you come to terms with what it is. You let that go, let it dissolve, and you adapt and you, you become better. You know what I'm saying? You, you learn from that. And that's why I'm saying like if you're into those things and it's like a, a once or two time type year or two times a year type thing, um, you know, it's just good to keep you in check and keep you humble. Exactly. I think, I think because a lot of people, they, I don't know, they got the head in the hand with their phone. And, you know, not not too many people look up and, and peep the trees and 
I think all that stuff's important and, and stuff like that, no matter how bad it's branded and labeled and marketed by the higher up people who, you know, generate fear behind stuff like that. I think they do it for that purpose alone, you know, to to keep you out of yourself, but to look out and see what this person's doing on their phone. You Most know, definitely. scroll through here and nah, man, go out there and, and connect, look at the trees and fucking close your eyes and enjoy the breath. You know what I'm saying? This is why I love doing the podcast, too, because <coughs> I, I've I, I know I sound like a broken record of saying this shit. I say this shit all the time on every episode. I feel like so. Say it again. feel like. Yeah, I feel like mm. some people get tired of it, but Fuck whatever. Fuck them. Uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah. That's why I enjoy doing the podcast is because, I mean, I, I can say myself, you know, I do have a, a minor, we'll say minor addiction to my phone as well, like most other people. Absolutely. But when I come in here, it gives me an opportunity to like put my phone down, mm -hmm. not look at my shit, talk to somebody, make eye contact, you know, actually have a real conversation with another human being mm -hmm. as opposed to mm -hmm. like scrolling and right. You know, yo, hit me up sometime. Let's link. Let's let's build. This is this is what building is. You know what I'm saying? This exactly. is networking. The, the eye to eye, the the transferring of this. You know exactly man it's a good time this is the shit that i live for and it's it's what keeps you this is the shit that keeps me grounded too because having a a regular conversation with somebody else and being able to actually vibe with someone and feel what they're about and everything that they're doing you know it's you need eye contact for that you need Absolutely. tone you need Absolutely. inflection you need all that shit and when you're just looking at your phone just reading text from somebody else all day long and you're you're not even getting any of the i mean it's just you could you can see where social skills like in the upcoming this generation you know are depleted as compared to past generations absolutely um you know and especially for us who we're we're kind of like the first generation to see social media through mm -hmm. right so the good and the bad you know we've seen what it can do to people and we can see what it can do for people yep but um, I heard, know, I heard some bad. crazy ass statistic the other day that it's like one out of five uh, girls underneath the age of like 10 or some shit. If they have social media before that, like one out of those five girls will commit suicide. No. Just, it's crazy because like you have to think like girls are like super vindictive as, as young as young people growing up. Like yes. dudes, dudes are just violent. We just like beat the shit out of each other growing up. But girls, they don't really beat the shit out of each other. No. They just they tear each other down verbally. Yeah, it's more transgressive. And so with social media and everything, you have these little girls now growing up being exposed to that shit even more so, and it's just causing this huge wave of depression apparently. Yeah, um, I I I want to say it's like that for dudes too. Um, you look at Mac Miller. That's true. Um, I don't know if that there's any validity to it, but there was a rumor that. You know, I guess Pete had sent him some pictures of Ari and, you know, at the time, you know, obviously they had just broken up and stuff like that. But just to paint the picture of, you know, it, it hits dudes hard too. Um, you know, seeing that and, or getting sent that to somebody who, you know, they left you because they're, you're, they're not trying to be there while you're like battling your demons and shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of that plays a contributor and we kind of need to watch out how the fuck we treat people, man, especially over line, whether... Or online, whether you're um, you're just trolling or not, dude. At the end of the day, there's somebody behind that screen. Yep. We got to look at a lot of the celebrities who have given off that 
that depression and you can see and where they've ended up or if they've perished like i don't know man we just got to be a little more loving out here most definitely take care of your fellow human yeah. beings uh, we are, we're all going to come across some dark energy but we can still harvest that and yield something beautiful out of it you know most definitely there's always light in the dark yeah there's enjoy dark the dark when you can because it, it's not always light dude so when you're when you're in those dark times you know you roll with those punches you roll with your thoughts until they become pure and um you know we're a generation that's kind of been big on codependency too you know a lot a, a whole generation that kind of comes from broken homes as well so it's like never really having the the full love hierarchy completed finding it or trying to find it in somebody else but simultaneously pushing them away so it's like it's real interesting out here for for men and women and social media dude you just cancel people if you want yeah that you you just man. cancel or if, if this person doesn't work out you've got three people lined up you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's like we're we're gonna see where this goes for sure the next 10 years with technology and social media will be interesting it's gonna be wild bro. but if you use it you know for this and you're you're promoting yourself and you're using it non-maliciously you know i think there's there's good things there but yeah man I mean, before I was doing the podcast, I was off social media for five years completely. I had a flip phone. I was completely mm. off the grid, man. And I, when I told my best friend at the time, I was like, hey, I think I want to do this podcast. I think I want to start this shit up. He just looks at me in my eyes and he goes, you know, you have to get back on social media then. Mm -hmm. You are going to have an online right. product like mm -hmm. that. You literally have to have an online presence now because you have an online product. And I was just like, Fuck. yeah but <laughs> in that sense it's okay because it, exactly. it's putting you to pinnacles and yep um again it, you were able to have something that you were offering rather than mindlessly like you know exactly comparing and contrasting comparing yeah, and contrasting. literally the only reason why i got back on social media is for this podcast that was it thank you for coming back <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming back hey man in the future you know in the future if i ever have enough money to pay someone to do my social media for me i guarantee i will do that and i will go back to a flip phone with the quickness right um so there are there are places like that um or there are igs like that but the thing is is like they're gonna do what you do they're gonna engage with people exactly. they're gonna try and follow a whole bunch of people it's so weird and then they're just going to weed and seed, uh, yep. you know, who doesn't follow back, et cetera, et cetera. I feel, yep. why Why am I going to pay you 50 bucks if I can sit at home and do that myself? Just do that shit myself, exactly. But then yeah. again, you've got other stuff to do. But at the same time, I don't know. I, anybody who comes across Humble Roots or I come across them, I just want it to be organic. I'm not trying to have an agency go out and, you know, necessarily target my demographic for me. You know, if people see the page and they like what's on it, come through. Would I like to have more following? Of course. But... Again, that's a resilience thing, and that's a time thing, and I'm not trying to rush anything. Exactly. It happens organically. Exactly, and I feel that that's going to pay off more. Like, you see somebody with, like, 300,000 followers, and they've got, like, 800 likes on their photos or something. And you're just like, okay. Doesn't that look a little... doesn't add but, up. <laughs> but then you have somebody with, like, maybe 6K, and you have, like, you know, 60% of their following on each post. Yep. That's so much better than the perception of numbers exactly man you know? exactly so. and it's weird like you i don't know if you've gotten any random uh instagram messages from these random sites that are just like oh yeah we'll put you up to this or whatever put your followers up. and i'm just like man this is just so seedy every fucking time yep. man. that or you know um 
you know, shoot me some stuff, you know, I'll, I'll do that. And there was a time where like, I was like, yeah, man, let me get you something. I'd love to send you a care package. And now it's like, you know what, dude, like, I feel like if you truly support the homies or if you truly support this person's vision, supporting isn't asking for the bro deal, yep. you know, like, let me pay you. And like, I had a, a customer last night, um, shout out to Cameron. Um, he was a, a buddy I'd met in Utah and when I had left Utah the last time, I, I really didn't tell anybody. I was just like, you know, there was a little bit of a falling out and I was in the position to go. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but he had come through. I hadn't seen him in like 14 years, man. And But for him to come through and I kind of lost. What were, where were we, what were we just talking about? We were talking about, um, damn, now I lost it too. I completely lost it. <laughs> Yo, I do this shit all the time too, man, honestly. But um, uh, you were saying about Utah, you had the chance to leave. It it, it just kind of came up. So, you know, for him to find the brand again. OK, I know where I was going now. So for him to find the brand and, you know, we're Lincoln, he does like EDM type music and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So to for him to find me again and us network and he had moved out to L.A. now. But I'd kind of give him an incentive. And like especially like with a lot of the people who have ordered more than once, I've been giving them their own rep code. So if you've bought in like two or three times from Humble Roots, DM me your name right now. Tell me what you've bought in and I'm going to send you a code. And every time you use your code and refer to your friend, whatever the order is, I'm, you know, I'm going to send you $5 back through PayPal. So it's kind of like a loyalty rewards. You know, you shop with me and you, your friends are like, yo, that hoodie or, you know, that hat or where'd you get it? Here's the site. Yep. Use my code 20% off. And, I, you know, just kind of, finding my own way that's how you know things spread like, man definitely just finding the way like i don't i don't really want a big marketing team i want to learn how to market and whether it takes me a long time like okay you know but i'd rather roll with those punches and the failures myself that's a smart way to do it though man because Little these rewards. people these people that are buying you know multiple times from you they're already showing that they fuck with you and they support right. you yeah, and let me so show those, you how those are the best people yeah those are the best people to have some grassroots marketing for you out there right you because know. they're gonna if they're already fucking with it like that anybody who asked them about it they're gonna be like oh you already know yo this is humble roots and this and this right. and and so i told him that like i i was like yo this is your code i was like this is good for life you whoever you send my way or in the future when you send an, an order my way like this is good forever my dude and I, i'll throw you the five for every order that comes your my way and this goes back to the if you're a homie you're gonna pay the the price whatever it is and he's like nah man like i want them to pay support the fam and it's stuff like that so even offering incentives that's a homie but i i've got people here who are like let me get this this and that it's like but you know how like I, I'm trying to build my man. You know I gotta, you know we're trying to get this stuff out, and it's cool to have my homies have it. But if you're about it, you know slide me the ducats for it. Most you know? definitely, man. Or or at least let's let's do production on it together. You know so you can see and exactly you know, stuff like that. Dude. That so comes back to my my age old quote about creative supporting creatives. You know creative like supporting creatives. If you are not supporting the other people in your community in your creative community, and by that I mean like going to their events, paying cover at the door if you have to pay cover, not asking to be put on the list or some shit. Exactly. Dude. If they're kind enough to like tell you like, hey, 
I'd like for you to be on the list tonight. By all means, that's cool. Run it up. Right. But don't like show up to the door and just be like, oh, no, no, I know this person, this person, let me right. in. A little entitlement there. Nah, support the homies. Right, right. Same thing with any anybody selling their wares, anything along those lines. Right. Support them, man. Buy their shit because you know, or they are going to know that you support them because you actually do support them. Right. And they will support you back always with right. anything that you do. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, dude, is like, is 15 bucks going to hinder you from... Exactly. You know? So you've, you've already come out with the intent of spending money. You're going to spend 30, 40 bucks on two or three drinks. Mm-hmm. Why not help the homie? Yep. You know, like, if it's already going to, you know... It only makes sense. It makes sense. It dude. only makes sense. Creatives need to support creatives. I'm saying, I'm saying... So, for the future of Humble Roots, what is on the horizon? What can we expect? So, starting in March, we've got a couple of digital billboard campaigns. Um, shout out to Blip. Um, anybody who doesn't want to spend a tremendous amount of money on billboards that are permanent for months at a time, Blip is a really cool service. Um, they charge um, you by the Blip. I'm writing that down. Do it. Blip.com. Um, there's actually a, a billboard here off of I-4. So we're going to be hitting that one. Uh, we're going to hit that one throughout the week because traffic sucks. Yeah. From like 4 to 6.30-ish. So that's when I'm going to be running the ads. So while people say. are sitting in traffic and they look over, it's just me every eight seconds. Yeah. Like the, the brand. Not necessarily me, but the brand will be there. And then I've got one um, in Longwood. So we've got the Longwood one. And then right here on I-4. Um, and aside from that, man, I'm just trying to beef up the marketing. Um, again, I get a lot of out-of-town love, a lot of California and Washington and Virginia. I would really love to resonate with the city and, um, you know, get it while I'm here. Most definitely. Know? Like, I haven't been back to California since I was young. So going there, you know, as a grown man, and I could only imagine what the networking is like. But at the same time, I'm not going to leave my son because I know how that shit feels too. So yep. it's like getting into the position to where we can appease everything, but I need to get out to LA and, you know, network, um, you know, got some sandals out to Adam from no jumper that I whipped up out of some basketball leather, shit. but it would have been so much better to walk into the store and be like, from me to you, yeah, you know, for sure. A, a, a nice little custom box we could have whipped that wouldn't have cost me eighty dollars to fucking ship. You know, I feel like that. <laughs> there's just so many moves I want to make. And um, aside from that, um, you know, I do manufacturing for other brands. So under the humble roots umbrella, I'm I'm trying to help creatives who have their vision get tangible things out to their core. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the artists here, shout out my boy Phyllis Driller. Um, you know, we do some merch for him. He's got a line. Trust my instincts. Um, but really just making up for the time that I've lost these last few years by putting the energy into the wrong person. You know, um, I'm getting older. Obviously, we don't get younger. So making up for that time, you kind of go got to go double hard. So Most as far as reaching out and stuff like that. Um, if you, I don't know if you're into YouTubers and stuff like that. Uh, Winebox Poppy, he's he's a pretty cool guy. Um, he does a lot of the, like the 90 day fiance reviews. All right. So I'm um, sending him a little care package of stuff from Humble Roots, but also like wine box poppy stuff. Because again, that goes back to like the fan joy stuff where these people, they, they send out the ideas and their design just comes back like whimsical. And when I watch these people, or I look at this artist, I reflect on their aesthetic and what they're pushing and 
their humor, their personality, and that's kind of what I encapsulate. So you know, he tailoring it to them, right? So he fucks with Supreme a lot. I did a red bar logo and just wine box poppy and a nice Supreme thing. Uh, he's got a dog named Miles, but he spells it different. So we had to spell it with the right way and an asterisk there, so people know that's how the fuck you spell his dog's name, Miles. <laughs> But, you know, it's really just networking for Humble Roots and also just networking and branding myself and my services, you know. So um, expect a li- just growth. Very Growth, Ill. dude. Um, just I'm trying to find my pace, trying to find the way. Just that's it, dude. I'm Very ill. We out here. And I have to know as a skateboarder. Tell me. Who is your favorite skater and your favorite trick? I got to know. Favorite? Okay. First, we're going to go favorite trick. Okay. I love hard flips, dude. Hard flips? I, I fucking suck at them. <laughs> I love hard flips so much. But going back to front board, I'll kick flip front board before I can fucking back 50. Or <laughs> I can go kick flip front board 270 out before I back 50. I feel that, man. So it's like anything. Um, so favorite trick, hard flip. Uh, grinding, kick flip front board. Um favorite skateboarder man this is it's so hard it truly is um there's so many that have (laughs) we got evan smith we've got um most notably because again that's a hometown hero dude Mm -hmm. um his style his persona his auras just everything very pure the whole package man luan Oliveira. i love how aggressive yet steezy he is um his pop is immense insane I'd, um, Jamie I've Foy is coming up pretty hard. I'd like Jamie. Um, a, a few of the new, the newer cats like Jamie Foy and those people like that. But um, if we're going old school, I want to say like Mark Appleyard, Ardo Sorry, Ardo Sorry. Um, Big and flip back in the days. I did. Um, there wasn't really skateboarding is diverse now but there wasn't really urban branding back then so like the flips and the zeros it it was still there was diverse diversity amongst the skateboarding but it, there wasn't brands like it you know what i'm saying yeah it wasn't it wasn't a while until djk came dgk came out and stuff like that so um you know that's kind of that was all around when we were younger the zero videos and you know, remember Welcome to Hell, the toy machine video? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, Unless yeah. the steamer eating hard shit in the beginning of the part. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, as far as favorite skateboarders from the day, definitely Ardo Sari. Um, but a lot of the new people, man, the, the technicality of skateboarding has become so crazy with the flip-ins and flip-outs and sex change pretzel landings. and Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little wild, man. And now you have to get grip tape that adjusts for flicking and flicking out. Like, it, it's a little overwhelming. A little extra. It's a little <laughs> great for flicking and flicking out. It's like, how do you nollie flip crooked grind and then get your back foot ready for a flick out, I guess, the grip? But I don't know, man. There's this... Our generation, we didn't grow up watching that, so that wasn't the norm. Exactly. We saw a big back lip from Heath Kirchhart on this ledge. Yep. Oh, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? But So now the kids coming up are like, okay, you know, half cap flip into this, big spin out. That's just the norm for them. Exactly. You know? Which is crazy to think about, man. It is so crazy to think about. Because that shit, to us growing up, like, that would be... That'd be like the crazy new ender in someone's part. Some so shit like that. Board slid El Toro. Exa- exactly. Mind blown. Completely yeah. blown. Nyjah front or switch front lip. El Toro. So it, it, the bar has just been so fucking high lately that 
everybody's just kind of got a spot in my heart. You know, they're I all killing that. it. They're all killing it. I feel that. Yo, who I'm really hyped on right now, and he just turned pro, is Cater. Cater, little Baker boy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That man is only 16 years old. He is, man, and he just, kills it. Dude, imagine him at 21, 22. Like, <sighs> yo. He, he's probably going to be a little, like, Cyril. Yeah. Yo, I was saying, like, he might be, like, a new Ashad, honestly. Yeah. Because, I mean, he skates everything. Like, he does. He man. skates fucking yeah. training. He you skates it all. I kind of want to recant my statement and put I shot into that. He's so because fucking good, man. He is so good. Um, I can watch that man skate all day long. Did you watch stop. the back on my BS part? Yes, I did. He used Return of the Mac by yep. Craig oh, Mack. Dude, so hard. Not only was it the best song fucking selection in the world, um, the editing. The editing. Every pop, snap, grind, land was just Craig Mack. Perfect. Every single one, dude. So the editing, the, the part I shot such a good part dude. it's very spot on very spot love on love Craig Mack yeah yeah I'm gonna get into the heat of the week real fast Let's and then it. we can uh, make our moves out of here and enjoy the rest of our Super Bowl Sunday yes sir yes yes let's do this heat of the week thing yeah doing heat of the week yeah i already know yeah 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 i have first up heat of the week an exclusive from the homie maseo shouts out to maseo came through the uh, trap house three year last night by the way really fast before i start heat of the week probably should have started off with this way earlier shit got really wild last night uh, apparently there was somebody at the party just walking around handing out mushrooms to people whoa don't know who was doing that it definitely wasn't me Whoa. But, I mean, shouts out to that guy, whoever did that. Made things a little weird. Also, spiritual bless. shout out to the uh, the two people who hooked up in my bedroom last night, apparently, at the after party. Apparently, that was a thing. No. Yeah, apparently so. Yes, yes. Apparently. Jesus trap? My God, man. And I didn't, like, I didn't know at all. Because I walked into my room last night at the end of the night. And there was, like, a couple things kind of moved around, but I didn't, like, think about it. I was like, there's somebody in here. I'm like, eh, it doesn't look like anything's taken. Whatever. Oh, man. It was a rumble in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. Uh, Shouts out to those people. Glad y'all had a good time. And I hope both of you were on mushrooms at the same time, Both too. y'all got y'all nut, I hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, first up, Heat of the Week. Shouts out to Maceo, who uh, I led into all that because I saw him last night at the uh, Trap House 3 year. Thank you for coming out, buddy. And he has a new song, which is just released today, this morning, actually. Hey, yo. Name of the song is Born. That's what we going to vibe out to first up today. Smooth Sunday vibes. I like that. 
ชาติพยาบาลเย่ Yes, yes. Name of the song is "Born." Shouts out to Maceo. Thank you for the exclusive, my friend. I do like that one. Yes, yes. Be on the lookout for new music from Maceo coming very, very soon. Very, very soon. Yes. Next up, Heat of the Week. I don't know if、uh, technically I think the the album came out like right before the last episode I did with Heat of the Week. Oh, excuse me. But you know, it's just I can only put so much shit on. You know, sometimes something might might take one more extra week to get on heat of the week. It's true. It is what it is. But it's always worth the wait. Exactly. We got the new Toro Imwa album. Name of the album is Outer Peace. That shit is fire all the way through, man. Yeah. Have you ever like you ever watch、uh, Planet Earth? I love Planet Earth. Have you ever muted it and just put on like a music soundtrack to it? Dude, that fucking sounds good. Dude, I'm going to tonight. yes, <laughs> yes. I'm telling you、tonight. right now, like literally anything, any genre of music, and it'll just it like automatically syncs up somehow every time. Oh man, it's I'm, beautiful. I'm gonna have to get into that. Toro album is a good one to listen to. To that. Okay, send、Shit. me that link. I got you. That James Blake album I mentioned earlier too.、Mm-hmm. That was good as well.、Hmm. It's also funny too if you like. Take it from those completely different moods, like you have like some chill ass reggae or something, and then you just go into like some straight hard trap shit or something like that. Oh, I could imagine. Yo, tra- th- honestly, if you're playing like loud, like hard trap music like that and watching Planet Earth, I- it's just so fucking funny. It's, it's so like, funny. Simultaneously, that's when the fucking <laughs> whales are jumping out of the water. Yes, <laughs> it's just so hard, and you're like, this is so hard right now. This、I、is ridiculous. Yo,、uh, ten years to make that series. I know. That shit is crazy, But man. But here's the thing: How do you get that quality ten years ago? What? Because it dropped in what, like 2007 was the first Planet Earth. Yeah, I believe so. So, 1997, we had 1080p. That's what I'm saying, man. What? This shit is crazy. They out here, to us. out here blowing minds and whatnot. What? But for the album, name of the album is Outer Peace. And which song are we gonna listen to today? I don't even know. I'm just gonna pick one at random. We're gonna listen to. Laws of the universe, just because. I mean, the whole album is fire. That's all you gotta know. 
funky funky. That synth, man, that shit is crazy. This dude's playing three points uh, in like two weeks in Miami. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be there, and it'll be quite a good time. Uh, how, where are you in underground music? Like, have you, uh, you like Bones and stuff like that? You ever I heard of Bones? I Bones. Um, so, Bones kind of came up with like Xavier Wolf. I know Xavier Wolf for sure. So, he's part of the, the Sesh Hollow Water Boys. Okay, word. They're going to be in Tampa, but. Um, it's kind of where my, my music's been lately. I've been in like the deep underground LA scene since like 2014, like Puya and um, really like when the Suicide Boys first dropped, I like a lot of their shit. Um, but like Shakewell and Ramirez. Suicide Boys have some of the fucking hardest beats. It, dude, like, Scrim, for how much drugs he's taken, that's like the blonde one, mm-hmm. the dreads, his producing, dude, and. It's insane. all. It's a lot of his three six mafia inspired, right? Oh yeah. And, and oh, now yeah. Scrim actually produced Juicy J's record. That's so, crazy. You know. But that's the love right there. You know, is. like they've literally like their entire career have just been you know, basically singing love songs to three six mafia. Absolutely. And um, you know, all their samples damn near are are three six. Yup. Exactly. Yo. Just chopped up. You know. I, I love three six too. Oh, three, dude, that that be a witness from Three Six Mafia, one of the hardest shits I've ever heard. Break the law, nigga. Break the, the law, break the law, break the law. Anyways, name of the song is Laws of the Universe. It is Toro y Moi. I'm glad to gonna be able to see this dude. This is gonna be a crazy little dance party at Three Points. That is for sure. We're gonna be shuffling. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be a shuffle, a shuffling time. And last but not least for Heat of the Week, another person who will be at Three Points. Performing all of Only Built for Cuban Links with Raekwon. We've got some new ghost face out today. Mm, this shit is hard, too. Okay. It's a uh, kind of a cover he did of this song this girl Nicole busted. It's called You. Mm-hmm. But he like threw the cream sample on top of it, too. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Because Ghost wasn't on the original cream. He wasn't on that song. No, he was not. So he has blessed us all. With his own 25 verse. years later, yes, with a verse. Oh, with a two verses, I'm pretty sure, actually. Mm, yes. Yes, Lord. Thank yeah, you, Lord. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Let's get into this. Already. Already. Which way you won't go with this? Come on. That man is fine, man, he's fine, yeah. So fine, that's why he's fine, yeah. Dude, when it kicks in, it's just... Oof. I got chills, yeah, man. Come get this sweat off my hands. Uh huh.
head smack. Yo, real shit. Love a love a home fries. Baby, you are you down. That pretty tone vibe. Pretty nice smile, no fluoride. Kisses around your neck like a bow tie. Yeah. Cigar leaves under palm trees. Emirate flights standing in France with a calm breeze. Headstrong like Janelle Monet. Somebody save me. A fly in a gold bouquet. Nikki like what she like. So vibing, yo. So vibing. Bring the soul back. For real, man. Did you hear that album he did with uh, Bad Bad Not Good? Sour Soul? Yo, peep that shit. I will. Peep that shit. Uh, Bad Bad Not Good is this Canadian band, and they've, they're kind of, I guess you could kind of, kind of like avant-garde jazz-ish, but it's more like jazz punk, honestly. They started out doing, uh, they first got their recognition by doing covers of Odd Future songs way back Whoa. in the day. Yeah, like Whoa. around like 2010, 2011 or something like that. Holy man. And uh, they they got hooked up with Ghost because they just like, they're ill. Ill. They did an entire album, did the entire instrumentation for Ghost. Oh man. Yeah, it's called Sour Soul. Check that I shit out. I will check that out too. I need a sticky note of all this shit before <laughs> I go to be honest. <laughs> I feel that. And Ghost, just his flow, man. Oh, fire. Damn it. Fire. Shouts out to Ghost. Good God. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. God. Whew. We needed that we did. 20 years ago. We did. Like, as you said, but you know, hey, it's always worth the wait, though. Exactly. Is it not? Is it not? Exactly. Shouts out to the, to the lady Nicole Buss putting the fucking vocals on that shit, too. That shit was She did. Fire. That, that was very Lauren Hill vibe to me. F- 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 fire. Yes, indeed. Name of the song was You. It's the Cream Edit. Yes. Yes, indeed. You ever hear the Warheads? I don't think so, no. They were here back in Orlando in the early days, dude. It uh my partner at the embroidery shop, he um he's best friends with Cedric. They call him Hollywood, but he's got some credentials on the Chronic album and Oh damn. He was kinda like their their, you know, engineer and stuff like that, dude. But listening to them is like a it was like an Orlando Wu Tang to me, man. Like they, they had that ghost face, red man, method man energy and they brought the bars too man i can't believe they did not fucking make it out of here what was the name again uh their name is warheads gotcha and uh you know early early late 90s group um but dude that shit's wild damn i'm gonna have to put myself on now shit warheads bet my friend thank you for coming through today not a problem thank you for having me man let me explain a little bit quite ill quite ill if you have any last words you would like to give to these people, <clears throat> let them know now. And then obviously, you know, shout out where they can find all the clothes and everything. Absolutely. Um, everybody that uh, tuned in today, I appreciate you. It's my first time here. Steezy, bless the opportunity. Um, it was just real good vibes today. Everybody who tuned in, aside from watching the game or what have you, it's definitely appreciated. Um, keep an eye out for the brand. If you're on Instagram right now and you're scrolling and listening, go over to at HumbleRootsClothing.com. 
and uh, just plug into the movement. Um, support creatives. You know, if you're yes. creative, get creative with other creatives. And, you know, I guess the main mission to me is everybody, we can all eat together if we just, we drop some of those egos and, you know, we out here, we move together. You know, the unity, consciousness, and wealth is a, is a thing. You know, we drop the drop the barriers of race with the unity and that establishes our consciousness and together we can all eat and that's the wealth big you facts know what i'm saying so big facts grab your brother by his hand grab your sister by her hand um, whether they're friends brothers or actual sisters you know we're all in this shit together despite our color you already know man love y'all thank damn, you damn dude you are fucking ill i'll I tell you that it, right now this, this was so cool and dude on my way over here like my fucking stomach was brain farting you know i'm like <laughs> man what are we gonna get into and this whole thing was just very organic, and we uh, we covered some cool things today. A lot of skateboarding, and honestly, I want more skateboarders in here on the podcast so I can hear have that? nerdy skate talk. You hear that? Yes. Uh, you guys should see this room, and any any skateboarder who comes in here is gonna get hit right in the chest with nostalgia. Yeah. We have a Hellraiser or a Hellraiser Supreme deck to my right. We have an Orlando Chocolate collaboration board, yep. Marvin Gaye Supreme board, yep. guys come in and support this man and um let's just move together real shit real shit shouts out humble roots thank you so much you already know i'm grabbing that tarantino sweater too um let's fucking get you a tea too what i want to do i'd like to get you a black tea yellow font and then maybe we can splat it with some blood or something kill billy throw some blood on there (laughs) um but definitely want to get you the sweater whipped up and uh the shirt so just give me your sizes and i uh, got you that's something i can print up today i i got you yeah, right no. after this yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can follow me personally on twitter at the steez trap and on instagram at the steez trap with all that good shit aside we are out for today appreciate everybody listening appreciate everybody that came out to the three year also because that shit was so humbling seriously all jokes aside all everything aside like very fucking humbling that's the best and I'm glad that you got to turn out <clears throat> more than you anticipated. Like you said, it was humbling, which means it, it served beyond. Yes. So for people to see your vision like that and they're coming out and supporting you, man. It felt beautiful. Big, big good work. It felt beautiful. Good thank thank you, man. I appreciate that. So, yeah, we are out for today, y'all. Love each other. Spread some love. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Much peace and love, y'all.